Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. There is a lot that we're going to have to cover today, and I've made the decision to extend this show. Um, I don't want to have the confinements of only doing a 30-minute show today. So we're literally just going to go until all this information is is done. There's a lot to go over, a lot of incredibly important things you need to know about the coronavirus. And we also have really good news concerning this too. So it's not all bad news today. Um, I really felt like I was going to be, I would have been doing a disservice to you if I would have tried to stay in the confinement of 30 minutes. So yeah. uh, let's let's just dive into it. There is so much happening. First, let's just kind of go through it in a bullet point fashion of all of the headline news that has happened in just the last couple of days. The NCAA has canceled their March Madness tournaments. The NBA and the NHL have suspended their 2019-2020 seasons until further notice. The MLB Major League Baseball has canceled the spring training and delayed opening day. Even celebrities Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have become the first celebrities to test positive for COVID-19. Disneyland, Disney World, and Universal Studios are all closing. The list keeps going and going. Mm -hmm. Universities are telling their students not to come back for the rest of the semester. The Dow uh, was down 10% this week at its lowest point, marking its worst drop since the 1987 market crash. Congress is shutting U.S. The, the U.S. Capitol, House and Senate office buildings to the public until April 1st. Princess Cruises have suspended global operations of its 18 cruise ships. Researchers looking at cases in China say patients could spread the virus for up to 37 days after they start showing symptoms. Over a dozen states have banned all large gatherings, and that number continues to go up by the hour. Mm-hmm. At least five states continues to go up and Washington, D.C. have closed all K through 12 schools. The Fed just pumped more than one trillion dollars into our market. Now, just so you know, Andrew, uh, I know you know this, but that's fake money. Yes. They literally just created a trillion dollars of fake money. So as we're taping this, the, the Dow index is saying that we're actually up overall about a little over 2% after it hit 10% at one moment because the Fed's pumped fake money into right. the market. Right. And that's so crazy. So, you know, your natural thought is this is going to cr cause crazy inflation. That's my natural thought. It's going to cause crazy inflation if people wake up, the dollar actually doesn't have any intrinsic value. Mm. Because if they don't wake up, then the Fed can literally just pump another trillion dollars. You, you got to understand how large of a number that is. They could pump pump three trillion, four trillion. They could pump ten trillion dollars, making our dollar worth absolutely nothing, like it really essentially already is. It has no intrinsic value. Right. It's not backed by anything. We left the gold standard decades ago. Which is why they can do this. Yes. The moment Saudi Arabia says, you know what? We're going to start accepting other things other than just the dollar bill for our, for our oil. It's all over. But right now, because the only thing that's upholding the dollar bill in America is simply the faith in the dollar bill. Yes. That's why they can literally create trillions of news dollars 
and, and just pump it into our market. It keeps going. Broadway has shut down all productions. Italy has locked down their entire country. Denmark has locked down their entire country. Um, the entire country of Norway is shutting down. The entire country mm-hmm. is shutting down. They're shutting down. They've already shut down all their schools, all their universities uh, nationwide. They have banned all sports programs, whether it's amateur, professional, of all kinds. Mm-hmm. They have banned every <clears throat> salon every massage clinic, every gym, tattoo parlor, cultural events, totally banned, museums, pools, libraries, all closing. This is Norway. Norway is actually taking some of the most, and it's not because they're being ransacked with this thing at this moment anyway. They're just taking the most precaution. Even right now in Norway, if you come from another country, even a country that's not seemingly being ransacked either, if you come into Norway, whether you are showing Signs or not, you are placed under a mandatory quarantine in Norway. The super rich of the world are jetting off to their disaster bunkers. German Chancellor Angela Merkel continues to warn Germany to expect 70% of the population to get the virus. Dr. Anthony Fauci, which is on the A-team, which is on the president's uh, task force, Mm -hmm. says a complete U.S. shutdown is on the table and warns the crisis could last two months. I want to stop right there. That's crazy. The book is right here underneath the Bible. The Great Influenza, the Spanish Flu of 1918. Please, please, if you can, please go and get that book. If you want to know what this could be like, what could happen, what's already happening the things that you should be upset about when the government does these things versus those things. All I'm trying to say is go and get this book. You need it. We're not selling this book. We don't offer this book. I'm literally putting a link to Amazon in our description. You need to go get this book. Now, I want to preface this. If you go get it, the first 70 pages of this book or so, uh, you know, I really, first of all, I just want to say I feel I feel good knowing that I have no time restraints. I can actually say yeah. everything I want to say. Yeah. The first 70 pages of this book, you don't necessarily have to read. It is the history mm-hmm. of of medicine. It's the history of vaccines. But after it's around 70, 80 pages, it really gets into, well, the great influenza of 1918. Mm-hmm. And it it uh, it is scary. OK. Um, but it, and it reads like a novel, but it is fact and you need to read it, mm-hmm. go and get this book. Also, I don't even know if you can get these products, but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and put all the links beneath that we've done before of, uh, anything that you could possibly, if you, if you can even get them still, yeah. if you haven't prepared stuff that you need is in the description below. Also, man, I like this time. I'm going to just stop right here and say Anybody that is watching on YouTube or, or Facebook or wherever you are, please consider liking this show, giving it an actual thumbs up, especially on YouTube because the algorithms read those thumbs up mm-hmm. and it gives us more traction on YouTube. Um, and this isn't a thing of being vain. Mm-hmm. It is an issue of feeling that we have a message yes. that needs to get out. That's the point. I mean, the the news that we're seeing that we're sharing is is not it's not the common 
It's not what people are commonly commonly accepting as truth in the country. People still want to believe that things are much better off than they are. And it needs to be understood how really serious the situation is. And I want to make this clear. This isn't about hype. No. I do not like the media. I typically steer away from sensationalists that are political pundits. Um, I can't stand the fake news. The media, sure, they might be spreading some type of rumors, but that is not where we get our information. Mm-hmm. We're going to the CDC. We're going to the World Health Organization. We're going to the NIH, the HSS. We're going to the public officials, which, and a case can be made for this too, because typically whenever you're buying into the mass hysteria that media is is alleged, allegedly um, projecting I don't even know about that because I, I don't I don't pay attention to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have a lot to gain. They 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 their objective is clickbait. Yes, they you have got to watch their show because their analytics tell the people that are buying ads on their show how many people are watching, so that they can jack up the prices of their ads mm-hmm. to make more money. So they have an agenda. They need to sell the biggest and baddest news. We don't primarily pay attention to those people. We go to the horse's mouth, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And we have been talking about this thing since the second week of January, warning what we felt was coming, what was going to happen. And it is here, people. It is here. I spend... Uh, Because I do have other responsibilities to run this ministry, but I spend a few hours at least every day researching nothing but the coronavirus, going to medical journals. I mean, going into the deep articles, figuring this stuff out and giving it to you. Listen, let's keep going with the list because there's so much to cover. Um, We haven't even gotten into it. Congress's attending physician told the Senate that he expects between 70 to 150 million people to eventually contract the coronavirus in the United States. Even that, That's also, that's to, to put those into perspective, that's actually a little bit lower than the projections we've been hearing, which was 70% of the global population. Yes, that's right, 70%. But the, and, I, and I wanted to show that because... Italy has a death rate of 7%, all right? The national average is, and it's because of their older population, um, the national average is, or the national, excuse me, the world average is Mm 3.4%. We're hoping if we can curb the acceleration of this virus, then hopefully we'll have a much lower death rate than 3.4%. I know that Anthony uh, Fauci uh, on the president's coronavirus task force said, and he says he can't guarantee this. How can he? Right. He said, but we're hoping that the death rate will be 1% or uh, maybe a little higher, which is great compared to the rest of the world. Yes. But you need to understand that that still means if 150 million people get it, well, 1% of 100 million is a million. So 1.5, if 150 million people get it, that still means 1.5 million people in the United States. It's not like the flu. The flu last year killed 61,000, which is horrific in the United States. 61,000. And people are saying, well, look at the cases now. 
It's nothing compared to the flu. This thing has barely ran its course. Yeah. We haven't seen anything yet. And I understand that for, for, for younger people, uh, the death rate is very low. It's, it's 0.02. But it skyrockets for those who have, you know, whether it's diabetes or um, really bad uh, blood pressure or if you're mm-hmm. 60 years or older. Mm-hmm. And I know several that are 16 over, they watch my show. So I'm addressing, I'm trying to address everybody. Right. Because I am a little upset sometimes whenever I watch the, whenever I read the millennials posts, they have yeah. nothing to worry about. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I don't know about your feeds, but that's predominantly what I'm seeing is that the people uh, largely who are saying that this is just, it's nothing to worry about. It's just like the flu. They're mostly younger people. They're people in my age bracket. When you get into the age bracket, once you hit 60, that is where the, the risk skyrockets. Exactly. So if you're over 60 or you have other, if you're immunocompromised, you need to take this incredibly seriously. Mm -hmm. You need to be thinking about total uh, quarantining for a while. Um, But also we're going to be giving you some solid scripture to pray over your lives. Yes. Okay. Especially Psalms 91. My goodness. But the word of God talks so often about not fearing. And we're going to get into that mm-hmm. in just a moment. But let's keep going with this. Uh, first off, by the time that you're watching this, the president has declared a national emergency um, for CV, for the coronavirus. So a lot is going to change here very soon. National emergency for all of the United States. You know, and we've been, like I said, we've been talking about this for the second week of January. Um, I've been looking at this thing for a few hours every single day. Um and so I'm really in that in that zone. One more little piece of information. Uh, last Monday, computer scientist Mark Hanley, professor of network systems and part-time uh, uh, robot, ro- roboticist, he works on robots, at UCL in London, uh, tweeted a graph showing how growth figures in other infected countries um, and how they compare to Italy's. And he believes, based on this science, these computer programs, I've just mm-hmm. seen the number of cases, how it's progressing compared to Italy's. Not China's necessarily, because China was ground zero. It's different. And Italy is a little different, not totally different, but a little different because they do have a little bit higher of, uh, you know, they're a little older compared mm-hmm. to other countries. But what he said was this, based off of his projections, quote, everyone else will be Italy in 9 to 14 days time the word of god though still says do not fear yes do not fear i want to read us a couple of scriptures and then we're going to get back into it second timothy 1 7 says for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind amen, amen. psalms 4 Verse 8 says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Philippians, uh, well, let's do 1 Peter 5, uh, 5 through 7. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. Cast your care upon him. 
for he cares for you. I'm going to skip down and read Psalms 91, a few verses here. The word of God is so good. Mm -hmm. You know, God is totally sovereign. He is sovereign. He is in control of all. Psalms 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste <clears throat> at noonday. Listen, these scripture verses, do you think that these scripture verses were just for Americans <clears throat> six months ago when they had nothing to worry about? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, what a ridiculous thought. It is for right now. It is for all time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that somehow, if if I believe we're living in the end, t- end times, specifically the time of sorrows leading up to the time of great tribulation, but do you think that for some reason the Lord was like, oh, uh, by the way, Psalms ninety one uh, doesn't count for you guys that live in the end times. You can't you can't proclaim and believe my promises for you then. No, it's for everyone. It's for fearful times. It's for everyone. Now there are times. We need to trust the Lord and his, he is in control. And God forbid, God forbid you are that 1%. If you know Jesus, what is this place? I mean, this life here on earth is to literally, it's to know God and to make him known. And it is to take as many people as possible with us to heaven. We're those pilgrims. But what is this life? It says within the word, it were a vapor. Compared to eternity, this is this is nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't be. That's why the word of God says, focus on the things that are unseen. For what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is is that's what's eternal. You know, you you tell me tell me about the pastor. You you had uh, so and tell me exactly what you said before the show. I mean, you can tell me word for word. So Zach has been going to a local church lately, and I decided. Well, to... I went I went a couple of times to a local church. Really yeah. like really yes. like it. Yes. But... Um, you visited. I visited, and, and I went there this Sunday because my wife and I have been looking for a church, and um, the pastor said. Uh, talking about the coronavirus, he said, "You know, the worst thing that can happen is you get promoted to heaven." And and what I said to Zach was, "I believe that that is the right mindset." That's good. After you get your ducks in a row, after you, know, you get your ducks in a row, do do whatever you can to be prepared. You don't need to needlessly die. Basically, yeah. Use wisdom. Exactly. Yes. Worst case scenario, you're promoted. But like Andrew said. Get your ducks in order. Yeah. You know, be wise. Don't just read Psalms 91 and then do nothing. Don't, you know, don't be 80 years old. Read Psalms 91. Claim it for your life. You know, and then go to a Nickelback concert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, use wisdom. Avoid <laughs> avoid crowds. Right? You don't need to needlessly suffer. Be wise. 
Right? But I just got the image of an 80-year-old going to a Nickelback concert. Yeah! <laughs> right? I mean, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, but really, you, you use, use wisdom. Um, let's read one more verse, and then we're going to get right back into the news. And I'm going to tell you something scary. I'm going to tell you something good again. Mm-hmm. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Yeah. This one actually got me through a lot of anxiety. I dealt with hardcore panic attacks for years growing up. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, we're going to get right back into it now. Um, I got time so I can say this right now because I'm always, I'm always feeling crunched for time. And, and then someone even said to me this week on online, they said, we'd really like it if you did more than, you know, one show a week. And I told them, I said, so you, you work for me almost full time, yes. right? I told them, I said, if we can raise enough funds to get Andrew Bellers on full time where he's doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to be bi- bivocational. He can work just for the ministry. I said, I totally think that we'd be able to pump out more than one show a week. Yeah. But we're just not there. We're a new ministry. We've been going for um, about a y- one and a half years. Yeah. And we're a younger ministry. We don't have a church. We don't, we're not pastors of a, of a physical church. So like, there's not income coming. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. And there's no ads. We don't do product. The only way we do what we do is based off of donations. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to press, and we're going to, we'll, there'll be a day where we're literally pumping out, I believe, uh, probably an hour show every day, if not more. But we're just not there yet. So if you like what we do here at this ministry, the most awesome thing is if you become a monthly partner um, or just give a one-time donation. But those monthly partners, that is how we know. If someone gives $100, it's praise God, it, go, it can go into a fund that if we if we need it. But mm-hmm. if we know someone is giving every month $25 or every month $100, we have a couple people that actually give you know more even more than that. Yeah. But um, if we know that it's coming every month, that is how you build for the future. Yeah. So if you want to, here's my little plug. If you want to go to ZacharyShow.com, click the donate button. You can do that, and it'll send you either to PayPal or Tithely, and you can give a one-time donation or become monthly partners. Um, Or you can write us at IGBY, P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525. Always follow the screen, because I might say the wrong zip code every once in a while, but the address on the screen is correct yeah i'm not always correct 6525 uh we really do we really need your help okay so we want to be one of your homes for alternative media champaign illinois and i want to talk about it local just for a moment it applies to you for those of you that live all throughout the country but it seems like i live in decatur illinois well, it doesn't seem like that. I do. <laughs> seems <laughs> thing, like it to seems like it to me. It seems like I'm living in Illinois. <laughs> what I was was going to say is, I live in Illinois, and it seems like a lot of people just don't care what's happening. Um, they don't understand. Well, there, you know, a lot of young people are like, well, you know, 
my death, the death rate for me is 0.02%, so I have nothing to worry about. Well, that is true. I understand that part. But do you, have you ever heard of martial law? Have you ever heard of, of medical martial law? What that would make your life look like for a while? If you don't think it's coming to you, and maybe even those in the area, if you don't think it's coming to Decatur, Illinois, how about you look down the road about 40 minutes at Champaign, Illinois, right? This is where like, this is a bigger city and, and, and it's where the, the University of Illinois is the big U of I. Mm-hmm. How about you look what they just did this morning? Well, I'll tell you what they did. Total power grab, right? Um, and several several cities have, have done this, but uh, I don't know if it's been quite to the extent of what Champaign, Illinois just did. Executive order in Champaign was just issued this morning. It was a declaration of emergency for the city of Champaign. They just voted on it. Uh, you're seeing on page two, there is the mayor saying the, deca- the declaration is effective as 4.30 p.m. on March 12th, uh, which was the previous Thursday. So understand that the declaration was effective then, but it still had to be voted on. All right. So since then, it was voted on. It was voted on as of this morning. Uh, nine to zero. It was voted. It was passed today, which is Friday the thirteenth. That's creepy. Well, <laughs> I'm. I wouldn't classify. I would classify myself as superstitious. Mm-hmm. I would classify myself not as superstitious, but as little stitious. <laughs> not superstitious. Not, super. not superstitious, but maybe little stitious. That's a dad that's joke. a joke. That's a that's a a joke from a series that we like called The Office. But anyway. So that was put into effect. Uh, it was put into effect today at uh, March 13th, which is today, Friday. I want to go over to you. I want to go to page four. It says this, section 13, the duration. And then I'm going to go into what this means for champagne. This ordinance shall be effective for 28 days from the date of passage. The ordinance shall continue for 28-day periods thereafter unless repealed or amended by the city council. So basically it's saying once it's put into effect, there's never, it can continuously just, well, continuously continue like the Energizer Bunny. It doesn't have to stop. Now, you'll notice that the it's, it's blank there on page four. It's been approved now. All right, this is the PDF that I pulled. And this isn't, this isn't, a declaration of emergency of what it would look like for any city. This is the declaration of what the city of Champaign has decided upon. Mm-hmm. Just buckle up. This is martial law, people. This is medical martial law. Do you know what the difference between an executive order issuing a declaration of emergency, what the difference between that and martial law is? Not a lot. Uh, one sounds scarier. I yeah. mean, like that's, I mean, basically this is setting up for martial law. Mm-hmm. So, Page five at the top. After the declaration of an emergency, the mayor may, in the interest of public safety and welfare, make any 
or all of the following orders and provide the following direction. Now, I'm not going to read all of these because this is a crazy document, mm. but I'm really upset at some of the local news was saying executive order in Champaign could ban firearms and alcohol. And, and that was literally all they had said. Mm-hmm. Now, other news has reported other things that are becoming more detailed now. But I'm in these live feeds. Like, I'm talking to everybody. I'm like, I'm like, this is, they're totally misrepresenting what is actually taking place here. This, it does have to do with firearms. It does have to do with alcohol. But there is so much more that's yeah, at play. That's just the tip play. of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. Listen, we can't read them all, but this is what was voted into Champaign, Illinois uh, today. The mayor, and understand under martial law, the most powerful person if you've read if you've read one second after by William Fortune about like what the world would look like under martial law because of EMP or something like that, you learn, and he's also a professor in, in in the Carolinas, but the most powerful person in martial law, the judge, the jury, the executioner, is the mayor. It's the mayor. Understand that. So this is the mayor of Champaign, given total power. We'll just start off with number two. The order of a general curfew applicable to such geographical areas of the city or the city as a whole, as the mayor deems advisable. An application during such hours of the day or the night as the mayor deems necessary in the interest of public safety and welfare. So curfews day or night. Um, So I'm not saying, I don't know what's been issued yet, Mm -hmm. but what the voting did is it gave the mayor full power to do any of these for 28 days and then it'll just be voted upon it won't be voted it could just be simply extended so i'm not saying this is happening but they have every legal right to do this now in champagne number three order the closing of all retail liquor stores including taverns and private clubs or portions thereof with wherein the consumption of intoxicating liquor and beer is permitted Four, order the uh, discontinuance of sale of alcohol uh, alcoholic liquor by the wholesaler or retailer five order the discontinuance of selling distributing or giving away gasoline the discontinuation of selling gasoline or other liquid flammable or combustible products in any container other than a gasoline tank properly affixed to a motor vehicle it's like well i mean zach so so first of all, I'm telling you right now, you need to stock up on gas. You need to always make sure your car is full. And if you have some five-gallon containers of, of that whole gasoline, you need to have them in your car. You say, well, Zach, well, it's saying that you can't sell gas, but you can still put it into your car. Under mandatory quarantine, under medical martial law, okay, there's no trucks going in or out. And we're going to get to that. So it means the, there'll be no gas to pump mm-hmm. at the gas stations once the gas is gone. That'll be reserved just for uh, city officials and, you know, if the military is there too. Mm. Number seven, order the control, restriction, and regulation within the city by rationing, issuing quotas, fixing or freezing prices, allocating the use, sale, or distribution of food and fuel, clothing, and other commodities, materials, goods, or services, or the necessities of life. Total control over your life order city employees or agents on behalf of the city to take possession of any real or personal property of any person not only can they take your physical property of your home your Mm -hmm. land but anything within your home 
That includes your food. That includes your 9,000 rolls of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And by the way, which I've seen this online, it is very true, which doesn't make any sense uh, because this is a respiratory infection. This has nothing to do with your butt. I mean, you're going to be going the same amount as if you, whether you had the virus or not. This has nothing to do with diarrhea or anything. It's like the regular amount of toilet paper that you would use for quarantine of two months. That's the amount that you need to have. It's more important that you have food mm-hmm. and water. So, yeah, so they can take they can take it all. Number nine, order restrictions on ingress or egress to parts of the city to limit the occupancy of any premises. So this isn't just saying no trucks in or no trucks out. It's saying you're not even allowed to go to certain parts of the city. All right. We're going to skip a few. 14, temporarily close any and all streets, alleys, sidewalks, bike paths, public parks, or public ways. 16, suspend or limit the use of the water resources. Or other infrastructure. Control, listen to this, control, restrict, allocate, uh, allocate, or regulate the use, sale, production, or distribution. So I want to do focus on use, because that's you, mm-hmm. of food, water, fuel, clothing, and other commodities, materials, goods, and services, and resources. Now, within this, it says, hey, once the disaster is over, the government will pay you back. Oh, well, that, no, I just feel totally reassured. I mean, as far as we are on this list, you can you can already set up the situation where where the government is coming into your home, taking your food out, and then saying, we need this for the welfare of the city. We need this so that we can ration to you what's appropriate for you to eat and what's appropriate for everyone else to eat. Number 26, listen to this. Require the continue continuation or termination disconnection or suspension of your natural gas electrical power your water your sewer communication or other public utilities or infrastructure they could turn your they could turn your electricity off no no more water no more sewer no more community and i want you to know that as long as i'm able to um we will continue broadcasting I want you to know that um, so you can count on that number 28 declare issue enforce enforce modify and terminate orders for quarantine and isolation of persons or animals posing a threat to the public not conflicting with the directions of the health officer or the community enforce quarantine I want you to know and once again, who holds all the power is the mayor in these situations. So you have a good mayor. It's not that martial law is horrible. It really, it's, it really does. I mean, it sucks. Martial law sucks no matter what. But it really depends on who the marshal is during martial law, so to speak. Um, and, I, and I say that because obviously the, the total marshal is the president. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm using it interchangeably because really the mayor will have the power in local governments. So, I want you to know that every horrific thing that you're seeing in China, and I'm not saying that that's coming to America, but I'm saying that this document, all the horrific things that you're seeing, the majority of the horrific things that you're seeing in China can be done legally in Champagne right now. 
well, Zach, you know, I'm 25 years old. I'm not going to die from this thing. I don't have to take this seriously. Take it seriously. Don't be an, don't be an idiot. I, you know, just don't don't be an idiot. That's my advice for today. Just, hey, hey guys. Hey, <laughs> PSA. Are you thinking about being an idiot? Well, just don't. Just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> uh, let's. You know, that'll be enough for that. Listen, this is what's happening right now. This is happening right now. Uh, not several different states and local governments have declared national emergency, and well, and then and then once again, as we know, the president has by this time already declared a national emergency. Right. But does any of this change the fact that Isaiah forty one ten says, "Fear not, for I am with you." I am letting you know the news. You need to be informed on what's happening. You need to be able to have the knowledge to know the decisions that you ought to make. But I am not fearful, you guys. I'm totally not. Listen, if you have any fear, have you heard you know the term face your fears? Mm-hmm. Maybe you ought to face your fears. Face your fears and find the Lord within them. Don't just go to a place that's just like, I'm a little scared. I'm not going to think about it at all. I'm just going to mm-hmm. put my head in the sand. No, think about it. And find the Lord there. Go in your mind to what could happen and find the Lord there. I've already went to the place of what could happen, and I have found that the Lord is there too. And what security that is. And that's what, you know, that really has been what I've been seeing is that, you know, with everything that's happening already in the United States, to see so many people still just saying like, guys, this is not a big deal. This is just like the flu. You know, I'm really starting to believe that. I don't think that the people who are saying that, I'm not sure that they're all being completely honest with themselves. I think, I, I in, in, you know, I've seen it in people who are close to me. It's just like, I believe that, that you're seeing what could happen and that's so scary that if you acknowledge that it could happen then you're going to be just completely out of your mind with fear and and I think that's exactly what you have to do I think you have to go to that place and realize that no matter what you know not to get cheesy we're talking about martial law God God is the martial God is on, God is on the throne he is in complete and utter control and you can find peace in that place Amen. Hey, I want to give you some good news. So we're going to be playing some videos right now. Uh, Some really great news. All right. So towards the end of President Trump's Oval Office address this week, concerning the coronavirus, obviously, he dropped a bomb. I mean, a good bomb. Like, like it's like, this would be incredible. Uh, He called for the immediate, for immediate payroll tax relief. This is huge, and I'm going to break it down why this is so big. Go ahead and play that clip. Finally, I am calling on Congress to provide Americans with immediate payroll tax relief. Hopefully, they will consider this very strongly. We are at a critical time in the fight against the virus. This is huge. It's huge. Not only is this huge for you and your wallet, but it is an absolute blow to the liberal left. Yeah. Here is a video of political commentator Glenn Beck describing just how huge this could be. Donald Trump. Now, he wouldn't want this to happen. I mean, nobody wants this to happen. But I'm telling you, I love this idea so much that if Donald Trump were in the room and they said he's just contracted coronavirus, 
and he's fine. But if anyone gets within six feet of him, they could die. I love this so much, I might have to French kiss him because I just love, I love this idea. Yesterday, when he was talking about the economy, he said, there's lots of things we can do. I want to talk to Congress, one of which is getting rid of the payroll tax, but that on a holiday for a while. Yes, please, Mr. President. Yes. Please. This is something that Ronald Reagan talked about but didn't do. He said, if you really want to upturn the progressive income tax, you get rid of the payroll tax. And all of a sudden, people will go, wait a minute. How much am I making in my pay my paycheck now? How much are they taking? And he said, force them to pay it every month. They can't just take it out of the check. No withholdings. You have to pay it. He said there would be a revolution. Mr. Trump, please, President Trump, please. I would campaign or not campaign. Whatever <laughs> it takes, you need to do this. This, when you get your paycheck and you have no payroll taxes in it, America's view on what a fair tax is is going to completely change. Everybody right now, this is the progressives. They always hide things. Everybody now is like, oh, I can't wait. I, I'm so excited. I get money back from, uh, from uh, my uh, taxes. No, that means you overpaid. It, they give you this little gift at the end to go, see, we're a good government. We're giving you all this money back. Because you don't notice every two weeks how much they're raping you. So he said one of the tools that we have uh, to get the economy really going and making sure it's in the hands of the little people, not just the big banks, is to suspend the payroll withholding for a while. Please do that. Please. Six months. Just do six months. Six months. No one will ever allow it to go back. No one will ever go back to that. Because this, this is, the it, to me, the most evil tax it is. that exists it is. Uh, in our system. And it was uh, designed by FDR specifically so that Social Security could they could never go after it. Uh, he wanted to uh, he wanted to cement a giant program that goes to everyone, a forced government savings program, theoretically, which, of course, we all know it's not an actual forced government savings program. It's just a, another welfare program. Yep. And you keep saying people say, well, I, wait a minute, I put contributions in there. That's why he called them contributions. He wants he didn't call it a tax. He called it contributions behind Tweet the Tweet the president. Please, Mr. President, the greatest idea you've ever had. 100% support yes. on suspending the payroll tax because of the coronavirus. You will never get it back. Never. And we'll have a real conversation about progressives and their taxes. Please, Mr. President. Social security taxes are the biggest taxes most younger and low middle income workers pay. Currently, all employees and employers pay 6.2% payroll tax on wages uh, that, are, that are currently tapped out at 137,700, I believe it is. But right now, an employee earning $50,000 per year to make this easy would pay $3,100 in payroll tax and so does their employer. That money goes towards specific programs, social security, healthcare, unemployment, compensation, workers' compensation. If Americans didn't have to pay that for even just a few months time, like Glenn Beck was saying, 
they would quickly wake up to just how insane taxes are and the taxes we have to pay. If this happens and they're suspended through the year, honestly, all the people my age and millennials, I'm still in my late 20s, almost 30. You're 26, 27? 27, 27. yeah, i 30 soon. We're all millennials. The millennials go into their 30s too. All these millennials that have jobs, so we just, we just kind of negated some of them, but I'm just kidding. Most millennials have jobs, <laughs> but that are really feeling the burn, you know, mm-hmm. that are socialist because it's cool and because it's just the cool thing to do. If this took place and they realized how much money they pay in taxes, I honestly think that it could cause many young people our age to reconsider their political party. Yeah, they might say, hey, it's kind of nice having money in your pocket. Exactly. I mean, this is this is a real power move. And Trump isn't just pushing for a partial relief. In a meeting with Republican lawmakers on Capitol Hill, he pitched a 0% payroll tax rate that would last through the rest of the year, according to a White House official. Um, also, did you hear what Glenn Beck's co-host said? FDR wouldn't call Social Security a tax. He would only call them contributions, as if you're making an investment. The Heritage Foundation found that many workers paying into the program end up with a negative annual rate of return, somewhere between minus 0.04 and minus, or negative, 14.53%, depending on your age. But yet we are being forced to put our retirement into a program that gets negative returns. I mean, just like, what in the world? It's the biggest sham. It's absolutely insane. Mandatory Social Security is a terrible investment. We would literally have so much more money at 65 if we could simply invest our Social Security retirement into private investments. Yeah. But Americans are forced to sacrifice our hard-earned money into the government's broken social security system. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This could be a huge move. And I love, so Glenn Beck said within the program, you know, and it's kind of been more of a democratic, kind of a shady thing to to do and say, uh, never waste a good crisis. Never Mm -hmm. waste a good crisis. And it's usually the characters that are saying that are really bad people. President Trump is probably one of the only Republican presidents we've ever had that I would trust to not waste a crisis. Hmm. That he, if he did this because of coronavirus, it really would help. It would help the American people. Yeah. So this was. is this is huge. All right. There's um, one more story I want to talk about. Um, things are going to, things are going to, if you think things are going to have shut down uh, right now, I don't believe we've seen anything yet. Uh, and the reason why is because all that massive list that we, we read for the first few minutes of the program of everything that's shut down, that's based off of the current cases in America that have been confirmed COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And that's also with 
hardly any tests being done. I mean, in all of America, we've had like five or 6,000 tests. All right. And this is for all of January, all of February, you know, March. When other countries are testing 10,000, over 10,000 people a day. Yeah. We've done half of that since the beginning of this thing. So, and it's because the CDC, they, you know, they did fail. Um, and I don't say, I'm not saying it was intentional, but they failed at the testing kits. They sent them to 47 states and they were, uh, they were, they were giving false positives. They yeah. were 30, 30% uh, were inaccurate, which is if 1% is inaccurate, then that, that's a huge thing in the medical world. If 30%, you, no one can use them. Yeah. So no one's been tested. No, hardly anybody's been tested. And once they start to become tested, and we see that people have had this for a while, that probably many old older people have already died from COVID-19, but yet their death certificate says pneumonia. Once you realize that, wow, I thought they hadn't come to my area, but now that the CDC is being testing everyone, we have 17 cases in my county. All I'm saying is that the isolated cases that are happening in America, look at what's happening. Once they start really testing in mass, it's going to be a different world, people. It's mm-hmm. going to be a different world. But there are some, I don't know if I just, I don't want to know if I want to call it a lie. It's not true. I don't know if the person was meaning to lie or not. But here is a video of Health and Human Service Secretary Alex Azar. Azar. Um, he was offering an update on our current administration's response to the coronavirus. I have personal information that I have to be very careful how I say it, but there is someone that I know very locally that very well could have COVID-19. I have not had any contact with people at all, but a personal story, and I'm going to be addressing how what the video about what you're about ready to see, how it's not true. This is Alex Azar. That's how you say it, right? Alex this is, Azar, yeah. This is Alex Azar, who on the, who's on the President's Coronavirus Task Force, and what he had to say uh, this week. At this time, another one million tests are available to fill orders or are being shipped. This private manufacturer and a number of other private manufacturers are ramping up production of their tests such that they will have produced an additional four million tests by the end of this week. We have always been able to meet the full demand for test orders from public health officials. At no point has a request for a test from a state or local public health department been denied by CDC, and at all times CDC has had capacity to run these tests either itself or through other CDC public health reference labs. I want to emphasize how successful we have been at detecting cases. America is not a country where a case of unknown influenza-like illness goes ignored. I, like I said, I don't not saying he's lying. I don't know whether whether this untruth was intentional or not, but I know that that information firsthand that I know that the information is not solid. Right. Totally not solid. The CDC, according to Yahoo, and I'm getting my why I know from a personal story. The CDC tested only 77 people this week. Uh, coronavirus testing slow around the nation is that what that article says. I'm going to tell you a personal story. I have their names 
on my sheet. I shouldn't even have their names on my sheet because I don't want to say it. But I know a couple. Uh, I'm going to just read my bullet points. I don't say anything I'm not supposed to. Two couples recently left for a five-day cruise. One of those couples lives in central Illinois. When they got off of the ship, all four of them, the two couples, two of them are in central Illinois, other ones are out of the state. All of them were really sick. Between the four of them, they went to three different hospitals and a walk-in clinic. The hospitals recommended that the CDC test them. The CDC was called three times recommending COVID-19 tests for all four of them, each on a different day. Even though they had been on a cruise ship, came into contact with people all over the world, and this is important, they tested negative for influenza A and influenza B, they were denied testing. And to put even more on this, it was high fever, and it still is, and total respiratory. Mm. I mean, it's all upper body. They were told they did not fit the CDC criteria, even though the hospitals are calling the CDC, recommending, telling them the exact situation, just off a cruise boat, big cruise boat, big cruise, with people all around the world. The CDC said, sorry, they don't meet our criteria. Even going as far to say, the CDC said this, if your throat starts swelling closed and you can't breathe through your nose, come back and we will do a test. They made it clear that there was an extreme shortage of test kits and they were saving them for only people who thought they might be dying. At one point, Two of them went to a local hospital and demanded, I mean, they actually demanded the COVID-19 test. After much interaction with the doctors, nurses, and the nurses, the CDC and the CDC, they were told no again. Doctors said that they can't for sure one way or the other. Or doctors say they can't say for sure one way or the other if it's COVID-19 or not. So testing is not going how it should. And people all over social media, I just saw an account from from a girl last night where she said she was told that because she didn't have direct uh, direct contact with someone who is confirmed with to have, you know, this virus and she hasn't been to China, they wouldn't they wouldn't give her a test and that's what people have been saying over and over. I've seen a dozen accounts of this. Exactly. So what does this mean? And we're going to be starting to wrap things up here in this next minute or two. What does this mean? Many more have COVID-19 than we know in the United States. Now, what I'm not saying is that millions of people have it. I'm not saying that by any, any I'm not saying that the zombie apocalypse is here. All I'm saying is that there's many more people that have it. That's what I'm saying. And I'm simply letting you know, I'm letting you know that it has infected many more than we know. And I believe several elder, elderly have likely died. Um, and their death certificate has said pneumonia. And once the CDC does start testing um, more shutdowns are going to take place where we haven't seen anything yet. We've been saying this since the second week of January. It's here, people. Okay. 
Um, Trump's former pandemic advisor even has said, we are 10 days from our hospitals being creamed. And that's because we have 2.4 beds per 1,000 in America. Here is Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, telling us to take this seriously. We would like the country to realize that as a nation, we can't be doing the kinds of things we were doing a few months ago that it doesn't matter if you're in a state that has no cases or one case. You have to start taking seriously what you can do now that if and when the infections will come, and they will come, sorry to say, sad to say, they will. Take it seriously, he says. Coronavirus is about to change your life for a while. We are out of time for today's show, and I want to end with these scripture verses. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I love Jesus so much. Mm. I love his word so much. I believe in the sovereignty of God. I believe he is on his throne. I believe that he cares for his children. And but I also know that the word says that it rains on the just and the unjust. Bad things have happened to good people, to his children. But like I said, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but like the pastor said the other day, the worst case scenario is that we're promoted to heaven. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not trying to be dark, but really you got to keep that in mind. One day, whenever we're literally 10 billion years old to the 10 billionth power, uh, because we're eternal beings, whoa, this life is just a vapor. Anything compared to eternity is a vapor. The most important thing right now is that your heart is right with Jesus. That you know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. That you have confessed him as your Lord and personal Savior that you believe that he is God's son, that you repent of your sin and you turn to him because he is the only sacrifice that is capable of washing away your sin. Confess your sin to him. Turn from your sin. Repent. That's what repent means. And cry out to the Lord Jesus. Because he is faithful and he is true. He will wash away your sins. He'll make you brand new. And he'll make you spotless and pure before God the Father. He is our mediator between God the Father. There's no other way to heaven other than through Jesus Christ. Make sure your heart is right with him. Make sure your heart is right with him and get into your word. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in tonight. We'll see you next week. 